Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast Advent Edition. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Great to be with you as always. I grew up Catholic, as if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that because I say it all the time. And Advent was a part of my Christmas tradition growing up. And my wife also grew up Catholic, so it was a part of her tradition. And so we have come together and put together an online Advent experience. And you can go right to my website at mattkinzera.com. It's just $25 for the entire thing. Do it with your family. Do it by yourself. It's an online video. And then there's a devotional that comes with it, some questions, some music. It's just a a lovely experience that I'd love to be a part of leading you through. Whether you were a part of Advent growing up or not, or that's a part of your tradition or not, I'd really encourage you to check it out and see what you think. So again, you can go to mattkinzera.com to find that. And to give you a little taste of what it's going to be like over this season of Advent, which is the four weeks leading up to Christmas, I'm going to share with you just kind of the content that we recorded for that in audio form for this podcast. So this week we'll start with the prophecy candle, which is week one, and it represents hope. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity to hear kind of some of Susie and I's thoughts regarding hope in this Advent season. Of course, since you're thinking of Christmas, you might as well just hop on my website and grab a copy of the book, Bring It Home. If there's somebody in your life who maybe has been through some challenges in their faith or they're rethinking their faith, this might be the perfect book for them. So again, you can get that right at the website or you can hop on Amazon and get that. If you'd like a signed copy, just reach out to me at hello at mattkinzera.com and I'll be happy to grab that for you. But without further ado, enjoy this Advent edition of the Chasing Goodness podcast. Once upon a time in a kingdom far away where the stars were bright on a cold night in the manger there he laid how would i have felt back so long ago would i have stopped my world to get to you knowing all that was foretold what would i give what would i do if i were chosen way back then to be there with you what would I say and what would I feel for I am nothing no one Lord but I am here week one of Advent is represented by the prophecy candle we lit our candle right behind us there you can see it on our little manger scene and the prophecy candle represents hope And so Susie's going to get us started by sharing the verse in Isaiah. That's our scripture verse for week one of Advent. The Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So when we think of this idea of hope around Christmas, I immediately go back to when I was a little kid. And I grew up Catholic as you grew up Catholic. So I remember when that first candle got lit at church on Sunday morning, my mind was thinking, 
only four weeks to go until I get to open presents. <laughs> and I can remember like when there was those weeks where you or those years where you had those gifts that you just had to have. And the one like the one more than anything else for me, I don't know why, because I got some pretty cool gifts growing up. But the one that I wanted more than anything else, do you remember? Do you remember? I, I think maybe you said your brother had this. It was like a, a yes. vibrating football table and you, you set up these little football players on it and you turned it on and they all vibrated around and you tried to make play. It was it was horrible. I actually it thought it was so play. cool, but it is. Well, really, I did too. It was so random, but it was awesome. <laughs> and I remember like wanting that so bad, not sure if I was going to get it for certain or not, because I think like today, you know, when our kids ask for something, like I think they're pretty sure that they're going to get it or we'll just tell them like, you're not going to get that. Right. And so, but I think when I was growing up, I don't think my parents like showed their cards like maybe we do. <laughs> and so I didn't know if I was going to get the football thing. And so I was like hoping and wishing and well, everything. Week that would we go by. At, back then, we had the catalog book where we could circle oh, a million things in the catalog. The catalog so you would best. know. You would know. You could be getting a pair of pink bunny slippers, right? Or the or, Barbie Dream House and Ken and Barbie. Or the, the vibrating whole. football <laughs> table. So I'm sure I circled that and like marker. Did, did so? Did you have anything? I'm sure it wasn't the vibrating. Well, first of all, I love the vibrating football table, and I I remember playing it as a kid with my siblings, oh. and I thought it was pretty cool when you'd set them up for scrimmage and all that kind of stuff. It was awesome. Put the little football in their little tiny hands. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, but yes, I did. My sister and I both wanted so desperately the Cabbage Patch dolls. And um, yes. that I'm so, so I'm happy that you got your gift. I did. I did. My I sister it. and I got an interesting version of our gift, which I cherish to this day. But at the time, I felt a little bit disappointed, if I'm honest. But now I look back and I am forever grateful because I can really see how my mom went out of her way. So the Cabbage Patch dolls were ridiculously expensive. It was, it's like when our kids were little, it was Tickle Me Elmo and you couldn't wow. find it anywhere. Like not a, even if you did want to pay the kind of money you'd have to pay for Tickle Me Elmo, you couldn't even find you couldn't it. You find it. It's it. just ridiculous. And that, and that might've been the case with my parents too. Like yeah. maybe they just couldn't find it because they were just it always huge, sold out. Right? Yeah. It was huge, right? It was huge. I remember going in JCPenney's though and seeing a stack of them, like maybe in like October, November, and I was like, mom, get on this, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> but anyway, what my di mom did was far more like meaningful to me, especially now, and I know my sister as well. We just talked about it over this holiday, where she went to um, a friend of mine, her mom could sew anything. And she so she designed us her own arrangements or her own version of a Cabbage Patch doll. And they, I don't know, they were really, really sweet and they were soft. So they didn't have a hard face like the Cabbage Patch dolls, but my parents went all out and got us bunk beds and little quilt blankets to go over them and little pill, she sewed little pillows for them. And so it's so very sweet and um, thankfully, cause my sister's so kind, she passed on, I had girls, she had boys. She passed on the bunk beds for my girls, and so they have it. And Matt reinforced the bunk beds because they had it had taken a toll. It's still, yeah, but they're here. They're in our basement. I should put them out. Get them under the tree. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, so that's so what I wanted. Would, that was a longer story than you needed. I love it. So you yeah. had this thing that you hoped for, 
And now that you look back on the thing that you hoped for ended up being way better yeah. than the thing that and you And eventually really I think I did get a cabbage pad stall and I think I just like, threw it under mm. my bed or in yeah, my closet. We don't have that now, I guarantee But I that. do have my doll. Yeah, yeah, I do have the one that was made. Huh. And I think of this season as well, this idea of hope. And if we go to Jesus' story and Mary, jo- Mary and Joseph's story, it's the hope of a child being born. And we see that in Elizabeth and we see that in Mary and these angels are coming. It's this whole thing. Yeah. And there's nine months of, of hoping and waiting. And I remember when our first child was like, we remember when we found out we were going to have Macia and then it's just like, oh my goodness. And her name means wished for. Yeah. So, so you're that was freaking out. There. You're yeah. freaking out and it, you wish for this child, but like you're scared to death because just we, just like Mary and Joseph, like Macia was our first kid. We didn't know what we're yeah, doing. There's no manual on how to care yeah, for a child. There's yeah. lots of books, I guess, but I guess. And we read like a bunch of those <laughs> but books. But with our we personalities, waiting. there was no manual. <laughs> yeah, it might have been irrelevant. But we can remember like waiting. You remember we used to we packed the bag and had it yeah, the funny that thing was is irrelevant. We, <laughs> we packed the bag, but then Macia ended up coming when we weren't expecting her. And, I know. And so the bag was left at home. We had to send our friend to, to go get the bag. But again, I just think this idea of hope starting out the Advent season makes so much sense. And if we think about, um, you know, we think about the Israelites and Jewish people at the time of Jesus, this idea was hope of hope was very central because they really had this idea and this belief that a Savior was coming. They just didn't really maybe understand what the Savior was going to look like. Because at the time of Jesus, it was, it was rough, right? We had mm-hmm. political unrest, the religious system was a mess. There was racism all over the place. Women didn't have the rights of men. As I say these out loud, it's sometimes I think it's a little eerie because <laughs> yeah. I could be talking about today. It's a little relevant still. <laughs> See how relevant Jesus is? Like he's so relevant. Right. And within that context, Jesus is born. And just like I think today, a lot of us would like to see systems changed or adjusted at the time. Israelites were hoping and, and believing that the savior was going to change the whole system, which in hindsight, he did, mm-hmm. but not in the way that they were thinking, right? So I think many people, many Jewish people assumed that Jesus would be kind of this militant leader that would show up and take rule and just kind of take yeah. control of things. And that's just not what happened. What happened... He in, superseded it all. He did. Yeah. Like he did everything they wanted, but just like you and your cabbage patch, yeah. right? <laughs> they got what they hoped for. It just looked nothing like they thought it would. Mm-hmm. And so what Jesus represents is really the first time, the hope that Jesus brings is this hope of heaven and earth coming together, this hope of humanity and divinity coming together, which you think about it from a scriptural standpoint, the last time that happened really was in the time of Moses Mm -hmm. when it seemed like God was that close. And the verse that you read calls Jesus Emmanuel, which means God with Mm -hmm. us, this idea that that hope not only represents what we want but if you really think about it it's what we need need. and what we need is forgiveness Mm -hmm. and so when i think of this idea of hope being the first advent candle i think of the idea of hope actually represents forgiveness because that's truly what heaven and earth coming together does because at least the the narrative behind the old testament scriptures is that we're separated from god because we all have our own stuff. We all have our own sins and even humanity has sins as a whole. And right. so we're separated from God. And, and that's the story that we get throughout the entire Old Testament scriptures. And then when Jesus comes, it's this beautiful, 
coming together. And that is what hope looks like. Hope mm-hmm. looks like forgiveness. And forgiveness takes humility. I think about all the people that Jesus hung out with. It takes a lot of humility and authenticity because they were, you know, people that didn't understand Jesus and didn't understand that the people that Jesus was reaching out to and helping and being there for, they were still drawn into it. They didn't quite understand it, but they were drawn to him and they were drawn to his humility. And I think it made them question even their existence and how they view the world and how they view other people. Um, I think of Nicodemus who would, you know, come around Jesus at night because he was so curious. Like people were curious, but man, what I think touches me the most and the lesson I had to learn the most is how do I be around people that aren't like me? And not only that, how do I love them the way that Jesus loved them and do that authentically? And I think a lot of times that takes us spending time with Jesus and learning about his humility. So it begins to take shape in us. And we, as the more that we spend time with Jesus, I think the more that his lifestyle resonates with us and the more we want to be with him and then it just becomes authentic. And then we just love on people that are really hard to love. And that's what's going to change this world is that kind of humility that those kinds of practices. Yeah. I think, I think people were wildly surprised by the people that Jesus was hanging out with. I don't think that that came out of left field for sure. And I think that people imagine religious leaders hanging out with what the Bible even talks about the scum of the earth. Like that's what Jesus. Yeah. So Jesus is, is, you know, in a lot of ways is a rabbi, right? He was known as a rabbi and he's hanging out with these people that he wasn't supposed to hang out with, but not only, you know, not only looking from the outside and seeing Jesus hanging out these, with these people, not only would that be shocking, but imagine how shocking it was for the people that Jesus was hanging out with that they were, they were probably wondering the same thing. It's like, why would Jesus hang out with me? Because they knew, they knew their place in society, but I think they also knew their place with God or their lack of place with God because everybody that Jesus hung out with seemingly was some sort of outcast, whether they were an outcast in the Jewish system, whether they were a prostitute, whether they were poor, whether they were a leper, whether they were a woman, right? Everybody was was that Jesus really spent a lot of time with mm-hmm. was the outcast. And so imagine their surprise as well. And if you think about this, the only people that Jesus seemed to I get kind of hold at arm's length were the people you know that what he's gonna say. were the people that <laughs> thought they had it all figured out, right? Like yeah. the religious leaders, the people who were sure that they had the system figured out and were sure that this Jesus couldn't actually be the savior. And when I think about that in regards to hope and regards to forgiveness, really the only way that we can truly receive it, the only way we can truly receive this hope and this forgiveness is to like receive it fully is to like accept the fact that we need it and admit the fact that we need it. I think that's really the place that we need to start. It's easy to point fingers. It's easy to live in a world like this. And just like in Jewish times, people wanted to point fingers and blame people for things. I want to do that often. Other people want to like it. We're so good at it. But the first place we're going to need to focus on if we really want to see hope in this world right. is ourselves because we're the only ones that have control of ourselves mm-hmm. at the end of the day, right? We can control what we do. We can't control what other people mm-hmm. do. His love is so real. And Matt and I often talk about understanding our identity in him and how important that is for how we respond in life and how we view others. And so 
just in our time of reflection this week, I want you to know how loved and seen you are by the God of the heavens, the God of the universe, by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit. Like their love came down basically to just love us. Like it's really that simple. We make it so complicated, but you are so loved, you are so known and you are so seen. And the, and the sooner you realize that and you receive that and you kind of take it, just receive it, then it just, it opens up a whole new world of opportunity to us to be able to love and bring change into the world. So I hope this week as you're, reading and spending time with Jesus that first you know how much that your love that hope has come to give us all the resources that we need to live this incredible life um and just that just just that you'll receive it and that you'll have the humility and the ability to recognize that you need him yeah, so this Christmas, I know we're all tempted when we get into the beginning of December, we get past Thanksgiving. We're all tempted to start our Christmas by queuing up your Christmas playlist, which I think Susie, Susie did like a month ago. You're going to want to get on your decorating like we've already done, right? We got our tree already and the whole house is decorated. You're going to want to, I mean, some of you probably already started your Christmas shopping, right? And those are our temptations. There's nothing wrong with that. That's part of Christmas. It's a wonderful thing. But let's make sure that we spend some time contemplating this idea of hope this Advent season, this, Christ, this Christmas season, and take that time to contemplate not only our desire for hope, but our need for forgiveness. Again, if you would like the complete Advent experience, just go to mattkinzera.com. All of it for the entire month is just $25, whether you want to go through that by yourself or with your entire family or a loved one or whatever. And again, what it is, is it's an online video. So you heard the audio that was extracted from the video. In addition to that, there's several more songs. And then there's also a downloadable PDF of a devotional that goes with each week. And there's also some reflection questions that you get to go through. So make sure you check that out and enjoy it. We'll be going through each week here as well. But I'm telling you, the whole experience is much better when you get to see us and when you get that uh, devotional and everything as well. So I hope your Christmas season is off to a great start and your Advent season is off to a great start. I know I've just been teasing you a little bit with one of Susie's songs. So as we play this out today, I will let this song play to its entirety. So have a great week. And until next time, let's keep chasing goodness together this Advent season. were bright on a cold night in the manger there he laid how would I have felt back so long ago would I have stopped my world to get to you knowing all that was foretold 
What would I give? What would I do? If I were chosen way back then to be there with you, what would I say? And what would I feel? For I am nothing, no one, Lord, but I am here. this even possible knowing all that was at cost Jesus my heart aches so oh, tell me what to do I know how much you love this world and that we all belong to you what can I give and what can I do what can someone like me possibly offer you? And what can I say? And what can I be? Jesus, know that I am here if you Thank you. 